we have developed the art of conversation where in public space, let's just talk about what books are you reading, how about them tigers, but then in private space, when people feel trusted and heard, then we can have private conversations about values, God and religion. Hello, I'm Mark Hadley, and welcome to the Eternity Podcast Network super series, Evangelism in a Skeptical World, with Sam Chan. Hey, I'm Sam Chan. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, this 110% of personality <laughs> across the table from me now, I'll just be trying to survive the, <laughs> the aura. This is a six-part super podcast aimed at equipping you with a collection of 15-minute evangelism life hacks that'll help you get your 21st century friends listening to the gospel in a way they're prepared to hear it. So today's life hack is coffee, dinner, gospel. Now, right now, maybe you and most of the people listening don't invite non-Christians out for meals. And can you be blamed for that? I mean, most of your life, you've been told to invite them to serious stuff outreach services, evangelism events. Now, they're not bad things, but that's what we're told we're supposed to do, right? Putting the gospel right in front of them. Could we be missing a step? And Sam says... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, Sam, last episode, we talked about building social capital by going to our non-Christian friends' events, not just inviting them to ours. Have I got that right? That's the social capital thing. That's totally it. Go to their things and they will come to your things. Okay. So I'll confess, I've read ahead and I know that today's episode is built on what you call the coffee dinner gospel sequence. Can you just explain to us in a couple of sentences, what is the coffee dinner gospel sequence? Totally. Whenever we're told we have to evangelize, we think, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to tell my friends about Jesus? How do I even bring up Jesus? I break into a cold sweat. (laughs) In a conversation. That's right. And I say, relax, break it down into baby, concrete, doable steps. It's like when you see at the end of a big dinner, the mountain of dishes in your sink and you think, oh, how do we get this done? And my wife will say to me, relax, break it down into baby, concrete, doable steps. Here, start with a fork. (laughs) Here, here's a cup. And bit by bit, wow, the dishes get done. Once you break it down into small steps, how do I tell my friends about Jesus? Break it down into the small, baby, concrete, doable steps, which is coffee, dinner, gospel. Instead of thinking, how do I bring up Jesus in the conversation? Think, how can I do coffee with my friend? Because coffee is a safe invite. It's going to be 10 or 20 minutes. It's going to be in public space. The conversation is going to be on safe topics like, wow, how blue has the sky been lately? Yeah, how blue has the sky been? How about them tigers? Yeah, how about them tigers? (laughs) What did you do on the weekend? I went to the movies. Oh, wow, how was that? But bit by bit, once you've done coffee a few times, then you have a chance to do a meal together. Could be lunch, could be dinner. Now, I just want to stop you. So you're saying with coffee, I wasn't just waiting for the moment where in which I could actually slip in. Yeah, I went to church. By the way, it was a sermon on Philippians. You know what I learned about life? You should. Yeah, that's right. It's not that. I'm just trying to relate. That's right. And just by beginning with coffee, again, build social capital, uh, get the conversations going, build trust, And bit by bit, they'll trust you enough to say, you know what, I can invest a bit more time into this. Yes, I will have a meal. Let's do lunch. Let's do dinner. And then dinner is a big invite now. It's one or two hours and it's 
private space. Mm. And in private space, the conversations naturally drift now to things of value type conversations. Like, where are you going to send your kids to school? Now, is dinner necessarily like at your place? So you say private space, but what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's right. I think it's a creative way to do hospitality. The more I see it, the, the idea of hospitality is everywhere in the Bible. If you do a word search, almost every New Testament writer has the word hospitality in their letter. But the idea is bigger than just the word occurrence. It's everywhere in the Bible. I say hospitality is like roof racks to Asians. When I was a little (laughs) kid growing up with Asian parents, I never noticed roof racks because Asian parents don't buy roof racks. Asian parents don't camp and they don't surf. They don't need roof racks. Asians don't camp. That's why they send you to university to get a degree so you can stay in a hotel. (laughs) and not sleep on the ground when you go on holidays. But now that I'm grown up and I need roof racks, I've noticed they are everywhere. Uh, They're round ones, they're square ones, they're black ones, they're silver ones. Same with hospitality. Uh, I think for a long time we've concentrated on the word gifts in the Bible, like preaching, teaching, evangelism, but we've missed the idea of hospitality just because we weren't looking for it, but it's everywhere in the Bible. And hospitality creates the space and the permission for the word gifts to happen, like evangelism. If I might extend your illustration, it sounds like that evangelism is traveling on those roof racks of hospitality. That's right. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so we've gone coffee, dinner, and dinner is a, a private space. It could be in a restaurant, but it could be at your home. It's just hospitality, how you're spending those hours with people. What's next? Gospel. Okay, gospel coffee, conversations. dinner, gospel. And they're just going to come out of that. Yeah, because at dinner, conversations tend to, to drift towards deeper things like value conversations, worldview conversations. And bit by bit, gospel opportunities will occur naturally, organically in those things. And you're going to ask me, well, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah I want to know because I, I just I know it's true. It's kind of weird. You've described yeah. this. As you described it, I've gone, yeah, that's right. When we actually sit down for dinner, once you got through even a few of the little how was your day type conversations, they do tend to dr- – why? Why is it that they're actually coming about? I learned this from Peter Ritchie, who has a ministry to Australia's Defence Forces. There are three layers to a conversation. Like there might be three layers to an onion. There are three layers to conversations. On the outside, you have interest-type conversations. In the middle layer, value-type conversations. And in the central core layer, worldview-type conversations. So on the outer layer, interest They are like, what did you do on the weekend? Wow, how blue was the sky lately? What movies have you seen? In the middle of value type conversations, like what do you think is good? What uh, what is important to you? So in other words, where where are you going to send your kids to school? Mm. It's a value type conversation. But then you have worldview conversations right in the middle. Like what is real? What matters? Is there a God? Is there life after death? death do you pray and conversations begin on the outer layer and what we can do is uh, just by asking questions and if they feel safe and trusted they will answer the questions and bit by bit we work our way through the layers so we ask someone what they did on the weekend and they say i played basketball Hmm. that's an interest type conversation but then we can ask oh what do you like about basketball? They might say, oh, because it's important to be healthy. I want to be fit. Mm. That's a value statement. And then we can say, 
oh, what, uh, what value do you see in health? They might then say, well, you only live once. You got to look after your body. That's a worldview conversation. Okay, so they've just gone from pastime to, yeah. to value. Interest, to values, worldview. worldview. Yeah, and they, they will keep going and they feel trusted and heard. But if they don't want to talk, they'll shut the door and go back out to, well, how blue was the sky on the weekend? Yeah, the sky was very blue. But if we just show them we can be trusted, uh, they'll work their way through the conversation. Or my chaplain friends tell me they will ask for permission to go to the next level. And my chaplain friends say they'll ask for permission once if we miss it. They'll ask for it twice if we miss it. They'll ask for a third time. If we miss it, they shut the door. Okay, you just want to talk about the weather and what I did on the weekend. We'll stay out there. So I once went to a dinner where a friend dropped into the conversation. My mother died earlier this year and I missed it. And then later he said, my mother died earlier this year and I missed it. And again, for a third time, he said, my mother died earlier this year and I missed it. And in the car ride on the way home, my wife says, do you think he wanted to talk about his mother dying early this year? So all I had to do was just ask a question. Oh, how do you feel about that? And that would have given us permission to go one more layer into the conversation. And you say the spaces in which we're having these conversations in make all the difference. Yes, that's right. So you can't have these worldview conversations in the coffee shop often. No. So or even less likely. Less likely. So public spaces like a coffee shop, that's a 10 or 20 minute conversation and you're going to have public type conversations. And the way I explain this is Immanuel Kant, and sorry to just drop that name there, <laughs> German Enlightenment philosopher, yeah. 1600s. I, I believe I was reading him last <laughs> night. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What what can't he say? <laughs> well, Immanuel Kant did say this. He said, we can describe all the world into two realms of facts, uh, the noumenal world and the phenomenal world. Okay, take it slow, mate, because sure. I don't have a philosophy degree. That's right. So the noumenal and the phenomenal. Okay. In the phenomenal realm, we have the world of facts, evidence, and data. So statements like one plus one equals two, water balls, at 100 degrees Celsius, the sky is blue. Got you. Phenomenal so, world. Yep. That's right. So they're true and they're publicly verifiable. It's very easy to prove it. So we don't have arguments. So if I say one plus one equals two, you don't say, no, it's not. If I say water balls at <laughs> 100 degrees Celsius, you <laughs> yeah, you don't say, no, it doesn't. And if I say, oh, look at the sky, look how blue it is. You don't go, no, it's not. So it's very safe to have conversations with publicly verifiable facts, like what did you do in the weekend? What books are you reading? Oh, how blue is the sky? How about them tigers? Hmm. But then we have this other realm called the noumenal realm, hmm. which is where we talk about God, ethics, and I guess religion, you know, hmm. throwing that back there. So this is a world where, and I jokingly say, you start saying things like vanilla is better than chocolate, James Bond is better than romantic comedy. Oh, okay. AFL is better than rugby union because you're making value statements. Yeah, or, and, te- and there is temperature a- rise. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Or let's take it up one more notch. There is a God hmm. or gambling is wrong, something like that. And now someone could say, no, it's not. Or if I say there is a God, someone could say, no, there's not. And it's very hard to verify these claims. And so Kant isn't saying that this world doesn't exist. It's just saying it's just hard to talk about these things without an argument. And so we have, you know, developed the art of conversation where in public space, 
let's just talk about publicly verifiable things like what did you do in the weekend? What books are you reading? How about them tigers? But then in private space, when people feel trusted and heard, then we can have private, noumenal conversations about values, God, and religion. So let me see if I get this. Um, so we can talk about phenomenal statements and not get into any trouble. Yep. It's the noumenal statements that you don't bring up at dinner. Yeah. Or, or, or the, you know, that's what, that's what we're always that's what taught. used to say. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't bring po- up politics and religion because they're noumenal realm conversations. So how does this relate to the gospel? Because I thought we were trying to get to the I know, but then we're showing where a trusted, empathetic listener, and they can trust us now in this private realm with these private type conversations. It is kind of funny, isn't it? Because in the West, we really do have this strong sense of that it's okay to talk about phenomenal stuff, yeah. but the numeral stuff is almost off limits. Yeah. Uh, and yet that's not exactly the same with all of my friends. Some of my friends from the Middle East yeah. are really, really quite happy to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so it's quite a Western hang-up we have. It's a cultural hang-up. Mm. And so often I, I say, hey, let's have a prayer meeting in public space. No one will sign up. But Asians have a little shrine set up in their grocery store. You know, when I catch an Uber ride with a Muslim, they have no trouble telling me about their faith. But then what I want to say is Anglo, Western, Aussies, uh, the numinal realm is actually core to who we are. Uh, And people actually, I think, are bursting for permission to talk about who they really are. So I often say, you know, I find myself at a party and the conversation begins in safe space. Like, hey, what do you do for work? I'm an engineer. And they ask me, well, what do you do for work? And I say, I'm in full-time Christian ministry. I tell people about Jesus from the Bible. And what? The conversation just dies. What happened? Because I dragged the conversation kicking and screaming way before it's ready from public into private, from phenomenal to noumenal, from interests into values and worldview. But then what I do then at this moment, it's a game of chicken or who's going to blink first, who's going to talk about the weather or the sports and phew, oh, we're, we're back, all off the hook we're back in public space, yeah. in public conversation. I just throw a feeler question out there. I ask, well, do you have a faith? And that gives us permission now to stay here. And people have taught me even safer questions, which are like, what religion did your parents raise you with? Mm. Which is very descriptive, but allows them to talk about faith in a prescriptive way. And then my job now is just to listen. And they all say things like, I'm a Buddhist. And I go, wow, you're a Buddhist. Tell me more. Or if they say, I'm an atheist. I go, wow. Tell me more. And my job is now just to listen and give them permission now to stay in this private type conversation. Now, I just want to say for all our listeners yep. that not everybody is actually as expressive, but it will <laughs> it will actually work the same way too. So let me see if I've got this right. Coffee, dinner, gospel. We're trying to move people into increasingly private spaces where these numinal topics are welcome in yeah. the West. So you're happy to do that. So once I've got a knife and fork in their hands, I'm free to speak about the gospel. Yes? 
No, we're free to <laughs> take an interest in their lives and just be excited about whatever they say so they, they feel safe talking about private-type conversations in private spaces. Okay, well, what if, and this is just a maybe, the conversation never seems to get around to the deeper level. If you're, you seem to be circling, sure. circling the, the the hole, so to speak, uh, but no one wants to step onto the putting green. They're just not ready. So have another dinner. I think I think they're just testing you out. Do I feel safe enough to bring these things, which may end up dividing our friendship? And you got to show yes, you know this friendship, or I love you enough to be able to disagree with you. Uh, please feel safe enough to bring up these private type conversations. So, Sam, what's the take home hack for using hospitality to lay a foundation for evangelism? What have I got to keep in mind? Yeah, instead of thinking of the big global task, how do I tell my friends about Jesus? Break it down in a simple, concrete, doable steps. How do I do coffee with them? How do I do a meal with them? And how do I bring up gospel? type conversations. In other words, how do I move us from public space to private space? How do I move this from phenomenal type conversations to numeral type conversations? From interests to opinions. To values to worldviews. Awesome. Okay. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, then I suspect you're going to hear a lot more on the Eternity Podcast Network that you'll also enjoy. And one of the sister podcasts to do with this network is Salt Conversations with Jenny Salt. Now, you might not know who Jenny Salt is and you're missing out because she's a Christian academic at Sydney Missionary and Bible College and a sweetheart with microphone. She's awesome to listen to. If you join Jenny for 40 minutes on one of these episodes, honestly, you're getting an amazing insight into someone's often amazing and unexpected spiritual journey. Salt Conversations with Jenny Salt. She talks to missionaries and media makers, scientists and sports people, new ages and new migrants. A chance to enter into their lives, discover heartwarming, sometimes challenging and always extraordinary gospel stories. Salt is available on the Eternity Podcast Network, eternitypodcasts.com. Thanks for being part of the Evangelism in a Skeptical World Super Series. Coming up in our next episode, shut up and listen. Yeah, it says it all, really. <laughs> but what are you listening for? Well, we're going to find out in our next episode. Till then, I'm Sam Chan. And I'm Mark Hadley. See you then. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network, eternitypodcasts.com.au.